Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Active Duty Passive Income Podcast. We've got another awesome interview today, so I cannot wait to get there. But I want to give a real, real quick update on the event going on this Friday. If you guys are in the Hampton Roads area, or if you're in the Virginia at all, right, or North North Carolina, come on up. Come to uh, downtown Norfolk. We have an awesome event. There's a link to it in the show notes page. It's called the Military House Hacking Seminar. We're going to be teaching about how to buy right in your market. We're going to learn how to use your VA loan to leverage some awesome and creative strategies to build wealth long-term and use it to invest in real estate. So it's going to be great, all right? That's going to be at 6 p.m. this Friday. Again, it's going to be in downtown Norfolk. You can see the details for the event in the show notes page. We're going to have some food. We're going to have uh, some prizes to give out. It's going to be an awesome time. I cannot wait. All right, let's start the show. Hey, hey, Freedom Fighters, welcome to the Active Duty Passive Income Podcast, the only place where military members, veterans, and their families learn how to build wealth through real estate investing. I'm your host, Mike Foster, and I'm here to show you how to stop wasting your benefits. Now get off your ass, step up to the firing line, and make ready for today's lesson. Shooter, stand by. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Active Duty Passive Income Podcast. I have two amazing people here, the both founders of Military by Owner, David and Sharon Grant. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. Yep, it's freezing here in Virginia, but we're not in the West, so it's a little bit warm, you know? A little bit warm. Yeah, that's that's a good point. I hear it's, it's terrible up north. I'm actually uh, from Virginia, but I'm down in Florida right now. I'm heading to Miami. Uh, that's kind of why it looks like I'm in a car. But <laughs> That's why <laughs> but, you got uh, a smile on your face, I think. <laughs> yep, that is also exactly why. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. But, um, but first of all, I want to say thank you so much for the service that you guys provide. Uh, I know that you help uh, hundreds and thousands of you know, military all around the country trying to find uh, rentals, both, and also for people who are trying to rent their homes. So uh, I think we we're talking about it earlier, right? Sometimes you get the investors, but you get the accidental investors, and you also help those people that are just looking for a place while they transition, which is great. Right. You know, so I mean, and we also have homes for sale too. That's right. That's right. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. That's right. You guys also sell <laughs> homes too, which is perfect. <laughs> yeah. so, that, so it works all the way around. So can you guys give us a little background on your story and uh, maybe how you guys started the company too? Sure. Um, well, military by owner, um, you know, we're a Marine Corps family. Uh, we bought, you know, the first home we bought, you know, early uh, after, you know, I got into the Marine Corps. Um, we sold that and we moved on. And then years later, you know, we went through making those decisions at every duty station. Do we move on base? Do we, rent do we buy and then uh probably towards one of my latter duty stations we bought a house in stafford and um and i remember talking to my dad over christmas that year saying uh you know i hope we don't lose money on this house if we get a quick set of orders and we you know we're not here very long you know because we did make the decision to, to buy on that set of orders 
And he said, doesn't the military have something to hook you guys up? And I said, I, I don't know. So uh, we kind of, this is like, you know, we kind of got on America Online at the time. We did some searching. We asked some friends. We called base housing and asked them and didn't really come up with anything. So uh, we drove down to the Best Buy in Fredericksburg and bought Microsoft front page for 129 bucks and built the website. Wow. So that was nice. nine. So that tells you the time frame. But then we started Military by Owner in 2000. Okay. Yeah. So, so I mean, wow. you know, obviously it was very rudimentary. You know, I mean, we slapped a map up there. We got one of the Military Times uh, uh, enclosures that has a list of all the military bases. And we right page for every base. And then we, you know, just basically just taking little baby steps, trying to figure out, you know, how can we make this work and how can we um, get it so people could put their homes on? And then, and then more importantly, how can we get it so people can find it so that they can find homes and kind of, you know, like a website is kind of like a, uh, a big highway sign that you, you build in your basement and everybody driving by your house doesn't know you built it in your basement. You right. Know, you got to find a way to market it and, you know, every two or three years, the methods that you use to market online businesses change. Change, you yeah, know, all the time. Right now, they're much different than they, they were five years ago and, and even further. Right. You know, so we, we just kind of worked out those little, uh, you know, those, those little tasks that we had to figure out and then just grew it over time. And I think, you know, I think like, so when I was at work, what were you doing? Well, um, yeah, Dave was active duty, and so I was a real estate agent. Um, we have four boys, so uh, we were taking them to hockey games and hockey practice and all kinds of things. But So we both were busy. So that was uh, everything that we did with Military by Owner. We pretty much did in the evenings or early morning and um, – Weekends. Weekends. Yeah, that was our weekend. That was our fun time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is awesome. I mean, that is amazing. I mean, you guys were entrepreneurs. You were active duty at the time, right? And, I mean, it just sounds like you're pioneers in that day, too, because I'm, I'm starting to draw some similarity to what we you know? I mean, it, that, that something doesn't exist, right? And you decided to create it and see where it could possibly go. And uh, that's impressive. And that's, that's, really exactly, impressive. Um, that's exactly why we started Military by Owner. Because, um, and at the time, when because uh, I came back to get the house in Virginia and Dave couldn't get off work. So we Weird. were living in Germany. Yeah. And so from Germany, then I came over and I got the house. You know, I wow. took and got the house, and I think that's what made Dave's dad ask the question. Well, you would think that there would be somebody on the other end, maybe who is selling or renting their home, and knowing that they're going to be right. living in the Northern Virginia area, and you're coming into this area. Um, so that would that prompted the question as far as doesn't the military do anything as far as connecting those people? And at right. that time, we didn't, and so we thought. There is a need for that, and that's you know why we started Military by Owner because we felt like there was a need to connect military families with other military families leaving. Exactly, exactly. You know, and it was a lot harder 
you know, it, you know, if you just walk the dog backwards, I mean, it's a lot easier now, but there's still a lot of challenges. And one of the biggest True. problems that, you know, military families face right now is not having the ability to do a house hunting trip. And you know, so a lot of stuff is done online and thankfully you can do a lot of stuff online right now, but you still can't smell online. Right. And you still can't really verify to a hundred percent that the pictures actually represent the property. That's a great point. Um, and um, a lot of times, a lot of families will sign a sight unseen lease and then they get there and they go, "Uh Oh, this isn't exactly what I thought I was getting into. Right. You know, so, so anything that we or any other, anybody else could do to help alleviate that, you know, by just, you know, trying to make sure that encourage people to get the most recent pictures. And um, if it's a, if it's an investor that is renting a property over and over and over again, um, Hey, you need to change your pictures because the shrubs don't look like that anymore. You know, just everything, everything yeah. needs to kind of represent the property. So people don't waste their time. That's a great point. That's a really, really great point. And you mentioned too earlier that um, the marketing, right. For your business uh, changes every few years too. So having to keep up with the technology that's up, like right now, the Facebook, the Instagram, you know, the Twitter and all that, it, it changes your dynamic and how you can outreach more people because now more people are online. Um, but then in turn, you know, getting the customers and the, the folks that are marketing their properties on your site to do that same thing. I mean, that's, it's, it's dynamic. In the least for yeah. Sure. So, I mean, we have a kind of a funny story on like when we, first started marketing military by owner. Um, but one thing I was going to say is that when we first started it, um, we kind of decided that we were going to grow it organically, meaning that we were going to grow it without going into debt, without bringing on partners, without going and looking for investors. Right. All right. So we grew it basically okay. on its own success. And one of the, uh, the marketing uh, tactics that we used at the very beginning is we spammed the AOL member database and it's kind of funny saying it that way <laughs> what? but but you gotta say is that spam was not yet a word okay so okay so nice. we would go into like the AOL profile and type in marines and see and then we would hand write all these email addresses and we type in oh wow air force navy coast guard and then we would send individual emails to these people and say I just want to let you know about this website we're creating to make PCS moves a little easier, finding homes. And, you know, when, when you heard me say we spam the AOL member database, you kind of had this facial expression like, wow, that wasn't right. <laughs> you know? And, and, but let me tell you is that our open, you, you probably know that when you're doing a marketing email, a lot of people just trash it. Yep, trash it, right? Well, I would bet you, we don't have these statistics, but I would bet that our open rates were over 90% and that wow. a big chunk of them replied and said, thank you for thinking of me. So, wow. You know, so, okay. I mean, people weren't really, people didn't have inboxes uh, that were inundated, you know, at that particular time. So, you know, and, and obviously that's a kind of just a funny story, but as time goes on, you know, you, you get, like you said, Everything changes, and uh, a lot of people can have businesses uh, using social media now without even having a website if you have a product. Very true. You know, so, I mean, that doesn't really help us that much, 
but uh, you know, you just got to kind of stay up with things and, and kind of see what the trends are. And it's not necessarily what the technology trends are as much as what are the people who are searching for homes in the military using for themselves. That's a good point. So, you know, like for instance, we had this kind of a funny story from an SEO standpoint because of the shutdown okay. uh, is that we saw a, uh, a reduction in Bing traffic, Bing organic search traffic. And mm-hmm. we're, this is over the last couple of weeks and we're trying to figure it out. Like, okay, what, what's something's broke and Google wasn't broke. So, and usually they go pretty much hand in hand just kind of with whatever the market share is for the search engines. And then right. what, we, what we kind of figured out was that a lot of the government workers are forced to have Bing on their computers and the shutdown was caught, making us lose traffic on Bing. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. You know? so, okay. But okay. And that panic. Um, but, uh, <laughs> you know, so it's funny, you know, you just got to stay on top of everything and, and uh, just kind of see what everybody else's behaviors are. Very true. Very true. Very true. Wow. That's awesome. <laughs> that is so crazy. So can you tell us, or maybe walk us through the process, right? For someone who is trying to list their house on military by owner, how does that, that process work? Well, it's very easy. Um, as far as either on your phone or on the computer, um, create an account. Basically, that account's going to be, you know, your name, your email address, a password you select. Um, and uh, then you're going to have the option to either put a home add-on or a business add-on. And the home ad, uh, you can either choose whether you're selling it or renting it. Uh, perhaps both. You could either do for sale or for rent. Um, we have three different pa- ad packages to choose from. Uh, two of them include photos. One of them does not. Um, you know, they're all three uh, equally fine. Um, personally, I would prefer one that maybe included a lot of photos. Right. Uh, but um, choose a package. You can do everything online. So then you manage your own account. Um so if you need to edit the price, if you need to edit the description, the photos, anything, you go into your account and you edit it. And then, um, you know, we have a lot of resources on the site. Uh, so if you need help with, um, you know, either home buying, renting, anything, military life, uh, investing, we have a category of real estate investing, anything that uh, you need help with, more than likely we either have uh, blog post on there, resource articles, and steps laid out to help you through that whole process of selling or renting your home or finding a home. Or finding a home, right. And you guys have a lot of, uh, a lot of people like on there looking for rent, uh, which, is, which is amazing. So, you know, for those who are, are maybe looking for a place temporary for transition, military by owner is a great opportunity to go find something that is possibly in your area. Um, so that is, that is amazing. And thank you so much for what you guys do. It's impressive. Um, we have an oh, app. Sorry, as well. So it's nice with the app, With the app, you can say like you're driving on your way down to Florida and, um, on the app, you can just press where, what are the homes near me? So if you're on a house hunting trip and you're looking for the homes that's in your immediate location on the app, you can 
look for those homes and then you can just contact them directly there or you know from the app so uh, it's very easy to find homes Azure house hunting and that's on Google or you know Google Play or or at the App Store awesome that's really cool great so, and that makes it very very convenient so that's that's definitely a big plus um, I want to ask too real quick uh, just kind of shifting back to uh, the story we talked about a lot of the challenges that you faced um, getting into the space and um, and about you know, keeping marketing and whatnot. Were there any other challenges that you faced at all throughout that process? Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, um, you know, especially now, you know, this, there's so many different platforms that you can be um, fantastic at. You know, you can be fantastic at Snapchat. You can Instagram and, you know, the Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, so forth. And I think that the thing that uh, you need to do is make sure you find where your audience is. You can't be, you know, king of all those different platforms. Right. Find a few of those platforms where your audience is and then, uh, you know, excel at that. So the challenge, you know, is maybe finding that where your audience is because the, the natural reaction is to, you know, try to do everything. And it's really hard to spread yourself so thin and do everything really, really well. Yeah. And, you know, we've kind of had like a stair step set of challenges throughout the years. And probably one of our first challenges is that we had so much business, we were going to go out of business. And that's because, <laughs> because that initial um, Microsoft front page site that we created was not, did not have a database interface. Everything we did was manual. We hired our first employee who was a military spouse from a family that we were stationed in Germany with that moved to Northern Virginia. And I remember she was working off of our kitchen table and at one point said, you know, my husband's getting a little angry at me because I told him this was a part-time job. And I think I've been here, I don't know how many hours that week already. And, you know, so before we had an office or anything and right. so we actually was driving to the Navy annex of the Pentagon slugging up there to work and I heard on WTOP an article from AmericanEagle.com, you know, about website building. So I called them up. Next thing you know, we're under contract for them to build us a little bit more uh, elaborate website. And since then we've rebuilt it four times from scratch and we're kind of almost to beta testing uh, in our fifth complete rebuild, which we're going to launch hopefully next month. Um, you know, so these are like building them from, you know, from one empty pixel to the next, you know, so, right. but um, I guess some of the big challenges for us other than that has been, uh, you know, and some of these things, some of these things like for somebody that's going to uh, your guy's business, you know, from a real estate investor standpoint, and if they end up uh, going beyond just advertising the homes on existing websites, but they create their own websites, you know, to maybe, um, shows some of their inventory themselves. It's a matter of just kind of keeping up with what's going on in that web world. As an example, um, not too many years ago, uh, you know, not everybody didn't focus on mobile, you know, so nowadays you got to have a website that is responsive to different screen sizes, whether it's a right. or a phone, right? Um, the other thing is, is that uh, most websites now are required to be 
HTTPS. So they're not just the account pages, but every single page on the website has to be, you know, in a secure socket layer. And if they're not, um, not that that's a big deal for you business-wise, but if you're counting on any search traffic to help people find your homes on your individual website, whether you're a real estate agent or investor, um, you're going to get penalized for not having an HTTPS site. Um, you know, so it's got to be mobile friendly. It has to be secure. Um, and the other thing is you can't just slap things together anymore. The algorithms are so good that really what you got to do is you got to write good stuff. You know, I mean, you have to have good grammar. It's got to make sense. It has to have good engagement where you share it. I mean, there's tons of variables, but, uh, but you just have to keep up with that, you know, and those are, you know, for any small business, um, you know, we don't have individual people that are experts in everything. So kind right. of just like the military, you're dual hatted in a lot of different tasks and, um, you know, and you just got to pay attention to it. You may not be as expert of the guy who only does that, but you got to know about it. Amazing. That's no, that's so valuable. And, and I think that's a little, something a lot of uh, folks don't understand when they get into these small entrepreneurial endeavors, like uh, creating a blog or doing a podcast, right? Um, sometimes I've heard, you know, some friends that are trying to get into it, but they don't realize all the backend business that you need to do, like SEO, which is search engine optimization for those that don't understand that or, um, or right. And making sure if their transcriptions happening for the podcast, um, like something I've been struggling with <laughs> these days too. No, it's uh, right. Making sure that it's the right grammar and, and all that. So it's, uh, it's huge. There's a lot of stuff that goes into it. But I've just, just on that, you know, I always think about like correct grammar and stuff for articles and blog posts. But what I, I listened to a podcast uh, from this guy named uh, Ken Courtright, uh, Growing Businesses Today. He's a, he's a growth consultant. And he was saying that uh, when you transcribe your podcast, um, don't edit it. Put Leave all the ahs and the uhs and everything else in there so that it's, so, you know, so they'll kind of know that it's, it's a real transcription. You know, you didn't game it by optimizing it for something special or something, you know? <laughs> okay, sweet. All right, all right. I'll have to keep that in mind. That's funny. Um, and, and right. So, and so if, it's definitely something that you guys uh, listening out there, if that's something you're getting into, you know, make sure that you understand some of all these key nuances that goes into some of it. I mean, if you're, if you're like that guy that, that wants to keep transcriptions normal, hey, natural, that's completely fine, right? But, but just understand <laughs> that uh, there are opportunities to help you out there and, um, and help people find you. Um, sir, I want to ask you real quick, do you mind explaining a little more about the difference between HTTP and HTTPS? If, if you know it, if not, that's completely fine. But um, like, I, I, it kind of went over my head a little bit too. So I want to know. Like, like uh, you know, for the last forever, everybody had a web page and you had a URL. And a lot of times you, you didn't have to type in HTTP. You know, you just typed in the www and you got to the website. But behind the right. scenes, there was always HTTP colon backslash backslash www, right? So it's just a way, an address to get to a website. But when it's HTTPS, 
what that means is going through a, um, a secure socket layer tunnel, if you will, so it's a little bit more secure, okay? And, right. and Google kind of laid the gauntlet down and said, um, there's no law saying you have to have a secure website. Google just said, get it secure or we're going to penalize you in search. And basically say, that's what that is saying is that um, wow. <laughs> your business, what it means is um, go secure or we're going to hurt your revenue. That I mean, wow. that's well, all right. You know, and yeah, um, that makes sense. You know, or uh, probably better to say we're going to hurt your search results, which translates into traffic, which translates, translates to revenue. But that's yeah. that's exactly right. Yeah. The more people that find you, the more people that make money. It's, so it's a real that. simple, uh, you know, it's really simple to do. It's not a technical thing. You know what I mean? Um, you know, a lot of times you just have somebody help you with it. As you like to be, but. Can someone have a really successful, uh, I guess, posting, right? Or what are some of the most successful posts that you've seen um, on, on your site? Like I say, if someone wants to list their property and uh, it, a lot of pictures, a lot of color, like what, what have you seen? Well, the pictures are important. You know, make sure that your pictures are very clear and uh, light and bright. Sometimes they're dark and, and uh, kind of hard to see. Um, but one thing that makes it uh, successful, and this really isn't anything about the ad per se, but it does um, have to do with the person placing the ad. Make sure you're responsive to your emails or your telephone calls because um, I would say that if we do get complaints or calls into the office, it's because I can't get a hold of this advertiser. I emailed him, uh, I called him, and they're not calling me back. So as an advertiser, make sure you respond. And most people, you know, probably try to call first and then maybe email after that. Or if they're at work, maybe they'll email. But, you know, respond right away because then they're just going to go down to the next house and you might lose out on a potential uh, tenant or buyer and just because you didn't respond to them quick enough. So. Right. So it's really important to respond to people that are contacting you about the house because it goes directly to them. It doesn't go through us. It just goes directly to the advertiser. Okay. And it's kind of a funny dynamic if you think about it. Like, so say you're, uh, you're selling a house or you're renting a house and you've heard, like if you're selling a house and there's like a bidding wars, you know, and you're trying to decide what the best bid is, or if you're a landlord and you're, getting your applications out there and you're running credit checks and things like that and, and have your criteria and you're trying to look to see who's the best fit. Um, you know, on the flip side of it, it's, it is a little different. Like what Sharon was saying, a lot of times it's like, no, I'm not really comparing these three houses. All three houses are perfectly fine. Whoever, whichever one I could sign the lease on the quick quickest, that's the one we're going to move into, you know, because, okay it gets competitive around military bases, especially with uh, specific school districts, or if you want your child in a specific elementary school and you're not seeing a lot of opportunities for homes in your price range, mm -hmm. then you got to jump on it. And, um, That's a good point. you know, and if somebody's got a couple emails out to different people, they're going to jump on one of them. So, Very true. Uh, 
You can't say, okay, I'm advertising my house, but I'm not going to answer email this weekend because I don't answer email on weekends, you know? So. Right. Yeah. People are patient, you know, as far as that. I mean, if you are interested in a house and that house is perfect for you, then, um, and they contact an advertiser, they want to know now. They don't even want to wait till tomorrow. They want to know today, is that house available and can I go look at it? So, um, People are not patient with that you know, so, response. Yeah. So if you're a real estate investor, I mean, this should be just totally obvious, right? So I think probably the, what, we're, <laughs> what we're talking about now, though, is probably like accidental investors, you know? Yeah. They bought, they bought a house. They got orders themselves. Maybe they're trying to do their pack out, and they're not really paying attention to their email um, at the same time. So maybe it's they're not ignoring it. It's just that they've got a lot of stuff going on. Their business, right. their business is not – renting that house. It's just kind of like that forced upon them, you know, that's the truth. But if you're an investor and you're really, you're, you're working it hard, then when somebody contacts you and you see it and you're in eating lunch, you better just put the fork down and answer it right then and there, (laughs) you know? Right. That's a great point. That's a house. Maybe it's it's not your neighbor next door to help you. If you're too busy, find someone that can pick up that phone because every potential client is a potential sale. And right, the investors know that for sure, but some of those accidental investors may not know that. So right. that's extremely valuable. Thank you. Right. Thank you for that. So real quick, actually, I, I kind of want to talk since we're talking about the renters from the rental perspective, right? Is there any special requirement for a renter to go to military by owner and, and to... Um, find something, whether it's applying for um, No. Okay. Nothing? Okay. Well, you kind of froze up there for a second. Oh, I froze up. Oh, yeah. But uh, there's no special requirement. Anybody could use the site. Anybody could use the site. Really, any requirement for the rental is really the requirements of the owner. Now, you know, the owner has to abide by fair housing rules, but at the same time, you know, you've, you've got to be a qualified renter. You have to have the income that could support the rent. If they're going to do a credit check or a, a criminal check, um, you know, you, you can't have issues. Um, generally, that's why people like renting to the military because for the most part, that's not an issue because they're in the military. They have a steady paycheck. And as long as they're not trying to, get something that's too expensive for their current income, then, um, you know, it's not an issue. Uh, But one thing I always tell people is that even military investors renting to military is that you can't just take it on faith that's just because somebody's in the military that they're going to be a good tenant. You still got to do your due diligence. You got to do a credit check. You need to check references, um, especially with the, the deployment op tempo. It's, I mean, it's, it may not be a, a personality thing. It could be just deployment after deployment and things got a little out of hand. You know? I mean, That's the truth. You know, That's so, a great point. So to protect yourself, you got to do the due diligence no matter what. Right. Thank you so much for your time. Um, this is amazing, and I know it adds so much value to our listeners Um, both from the rental and from the um, listing side of things. 
Uh, if I can, I want to bring you to our bonus round. I've got three questions for you. <laughs> so what is your cab? Oh, I'm sorry. It feels like Cash Cab. Do you ever watch Cash Cab? Uh, I've heard of it. I haven't watched uh, watched any of it, but I have heard some of those. <laughs> oh, first question: um, What is your favorite book? And this can be for each of you if you guys have a different one. Go ahead. All right. <laughs> I don't really have a favorite book, but I have a favorite book that I've written. I've, I've uh, read in the last year, and uh, okay. that is called Profit First. And um, oh, Mike McGalloway's great book. So it's, yeah, so it's like a book. Basically, if you have a business, you know, and you you uh, kind of look at your your income statement, and you always have like your gross revenue at the top, and then your income, and then your expenses. It's saying that you know, and and your profits at the bottom. You know, so it's kind of like you focus on revenue, and you don't really focus on income or your profit, right? So. Um, Profit First just basically takes that whole thing and flips right. it up at, upside down, and it really makes you kind of focus on um, the, the bottom line instead of focusing on the top line, and it gives some tools and some tactics and some ideas on how to do that, and uh, we've kind of implemented that a little bit, and it's kind of, it's tough. I mean, it, it, it's, uh, I really love it, and uh, um, I think it kind of, it's kind of like reverse budgeting. You know, and uh, I think it's kind of would help any small business. And, it's, and you know, same thing with uh, you have income properties. You know, I mean, if you allocate Great point. a certain amount of money towards, uh, I know when you're doing your cat your projections on whether a property is going to be, um, you know, in your in your kind of zone for something you might invest in, you're calculating in things like, um, uh, you know vacancy rates and uh you know maybe some hvac purchases right maintenance repairs all that right okay but but if you don't really kind of think about that with your cash flow moving forward other than that first you know analysis then you potentially are setting yourself up for failure you know so so like for instance so we take every week take all the receipts that have come in, whether from credit card or whatever, and then we right. dig it up into these different checking accounts. And, you know, one of them might be for web development. Some of our web development might costs may not uh, be needed for 24 months. Um, you know, 401k bonuses, uh, um, payroll, different, different little wickets. And kind of just some ideas out of that book profit first that I thought was really cool for a small business. Awesome. Yes, that is definitely a good book. That's actually one the ADPI team is reading right now too. So solid. Okay. Good deal. And guys, there'll be a link to, uh, to that book in the show notes page as well. Sharon, did you have a favorite book that was different from that one? Uh, no, I, I can't think of one. No, that's okay. No worries. All good. All good. <laughs> that works for the team. Uh, okay. So who, number two, who is your biggest hero and why? Yeah, these were hard ones because yeah. for the for the for the heroes, <laughs> I think Sharon said, "Well, I don't really have any heroes," and uh, you know, I thought about it. You know, you know, all my heroes when, was from when I was a kid, and uh, they were all World War II pilots. You know, so um, you know, Pappy Boyington, um, 
you know, uh, oh, Faro, I'm trying to think of his name now. Who was the guy that uh, took the flying tigers into China? Normal on a normal day, I'd be on the tip of my tongue. Um, oh man, I don't even know. Um, you know, but my dad was a was a Navy pilot and an airline pilot, so we were always around aviation. So when I was growing up, I was always yeah. reading World War II aviation books. Yeah. That's so cool. And, and uh, you know, and then I flew a little bit when I was younger. So, but you know, kind of after that, you know. I, I've never, there's a lot of people I've looked up to, a lot of my commanders throughout the Marine Corps I've looked up to, a lot of my peers that uh, were just really solid um, Marines I always looked up to, uh, but nobody in particular, you know. That's okay. That's okay. No worries. But, uh, but even those that you have already mentioned, that's that's pretty good. Cool. All right. And the uh, last Chenault. question. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, Chenault. That was the guy's name. <laughs> Chenault with a C. Chenault. Okay. I'll have to look that up. <laughs> I'll have to look that up for sure. Okay, question number three. Um, if you have three nuggets of wisdom for those who are looking to get started investing, what would they be? Um, do your research and act fast then. You know, don't wait too long for something to be perfect because it'll probably never be perfect. So just go with your gut. So it'd be like Amen. lots of sayings for that. One of them is, uh, you know, ready, shoot, aim. Okay. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. The one is, um, don't be good, get done. You know? Okay. <laughs> nice. Um, but, I mean, there's a lot, you know. Yeah. You could kind of, you could overanalyze a lot of things, you know, and, and you got to, you know, what's, what did somebody say one time? Uh, the pursuit of perf perfection is neurotic and you know, just shoot for excellence or something to that effect. Something to that effect. But yeah, I think I've heard that before. Right. No, that's absolutely true. Anything, you know, otherwise you'll, I'm a good procrastinator, you know. It, that's you, why he has me. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You just got to pull the trigger sometimes. What's your favorite joke? Oh. Just because you. <laughs> oh, just because uh, I told you that I would get that task done doesn't mean you got to remind me about it every six months <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> so true so true man. but i guess from the real estate perspective you know i think that that one thought is is that um you know if you're an investor or you're a homeowner that's kind of thrown into it um you know you're you, obviously this podcast you're interviewing people from military by owner um, but, but what we always tell everybody is you need to throw your net wide. Military mm -hmm. by owner is, is a niche, and we advertise homes around military bases, and, and we think we do a pretty good job of it. But um, just like, you know, there's other, there's other real estate portals out there. So if you only advertise your home on Craigslist, you're missing a lot of potential leads. If you only advertise your home on Trulia or hot pads or whatever, you're missing a whole bunch of leads. Um, you know, the same thing. If you advertise your house only on military by owner, you're not getting the entire market out there. So, you know, when you're advertising a property, figure out what your marketing budget is. And if it's free, so be it. You know, I've got zero money for marketing. There's lots of places that you could advertise out there for free. Okay. Right. But set yourself a marketing budget and throw your net as wide as you can possibly throw it 
because not all those people are going to every website looking. Some people have their go-to places that they go to all the time. And the only reason they go to another website is because they can't find something. That they need. Right. You know, so, so, you know, I would say throw your net wide when you're advertising real estate and advertise everywhere that you possibly can within reason. There you go. There you go. That is awesome. Absolutely solid advice, guys. Thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate this. Um, I know, like I said, it definitely adds a lot of value. And so um, I know militarybyowner.com, but uh, how can I, our guests get in touch with you guys? Well, the easiest way is, you know, on the website, um, mm-hmm. www.militarybyowner.com. Um, and then same Facebook, LinkedIn. Twitter. All right. Make sure you guys make sure you guys check all that out, and uh, we will be sure to add links to all their pages on the show notes page. Uh, so you guys will definitely be able to uh, check out and see what military by owner is out there and doing. Yeah. All right. Thank you. And thank you so much, David Shannon. We really appreciate your time. And you guys have a safe trip. All right. Thanks. Outstanding. Wow, that was awesome. Thank you so much, Dave and Sharon, for sharing your amazing information with us. Guys, make sure that you go out and check out Military by Owner. We are so, so proud to partner with them, and they are an amazing group uh, of individuals kicking ass out there and helping out vets and military with the homes that they want to buy, rent, or sell. All right, so make sure you guys go check them out. And also, if you're ready to get started on investing and you need some help, www.activedutypassiveincome.com is the place for you. Make sure that you check out our priority Start the Spark mentorship program or sign up for Rapid Deploy, right? Because we are getting ready to open that soon. And as you know, that is our premier coaching platform. Cannot wait to uh, get our new round of students in because I'm ready to see more motivated individuals that are ready to get their lives started in building passive income. Hoo-yah, guys. I'll catch you later.